Hi and welcome to Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we are talking about holistic wellness. Why? It's because even if you know what to do about your healing crisis, your existential woes, of even your trauma, like you know what to do about the trauma, but sometimes you just don't have the bandwidth. You're your body can't take it, you're too tired, and mentally and emotionally, you know you ought to, but you're just, you just know you're not ready, right? And now, I feel like a lot of people can be drawn into, for example, trauma books or uh, some practices that alchemize these, looking for the right space to really address these things but the thing is the thing is the thing is (laughs) we need to build your capacity yeah like your capacity to self-regulate your capacity your energy just your energy levels your energy levels needs to come back to a higher median like a higher average point so I would say this is like building a really good platform slash launch pad as you are exploring these things. Because the moment you unpack something and it's big and you don't have these practices locked in, you might just destabilize yourself. It's kind of like when people either have a kundalini awakening or they suddenly like reopen like an old wound that they've stuffed down so you know that opening it is like a step towards healing but because you don't have this stable platform you could really be driving a truck through your life in terms of how messy things can get so let me give you four simple things that I need you to pay attention to. So the references for this is the holistic wellness god, <laughs> Paul Trek. He's also a shaman, which I really respect. Also, he has cross-referenced this a lot. My favorite book from him is called How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Um, this actually correlates to yogic practices of relating to the elements. So... This is great. So it's very simple. And it's doctor movement, doctor food or diet, doctor quiet, and doctor happiness. So food is the earth element. Movement is the fire because it's the metabolism. It's the motion. We've got doctor quiet, which is the air slash silence. So think four swords. And we've got doctor happiness as water. So it's the emotional juice of your life right so we need to have our thoughts feelings emotions actions in one direction okay now i know that some people will be like oh i already heard that from personal development but i just want to say that in yogic structures the physical mental emotional and then your spiritual alignment in terms of your momentum is also something they're seeking and it has basis in metaphysical contexts. So just because it's true for, say, Tony Robbins doesn't mean it's less true for, like, spiritual circles. So, you know, you could you could import that. So anyway, let's go back to the four basic stuff. So 
Let's start with Dr. Food. Okay, so for Dr. Food, this is very, very simple. I'm not gonna preach a specific diet to you, but I need you to try to eat clean. Okay, so not too much processed stuff. Try to eat fresh for some time, especially if you've always had processed stuff. And then here's the clincher. I need you to be fully present when you're eating food. Here's a way to think about it. That food loses its identity and through life intelligence becomes part of you. It is committing an act of supreme love. And honestly, your life force is so smart in terms of how to alchemize it and become you. So every time you eat, you're technically making yourself more vulnerable slash open to the food source. This is why there's that yogic uh, quote of don't eat with your enemies because you will be consuming their life force as well because we're extra open when we're eating. This is why some people get really self-conscious on dates to eat in front of someone they don't know. This is the reason, because we're vulnerable. Now, the thing is, so you're intimating with this food, right? You know how when you're in love with something, you really get to know it? So that's the thing. I'm not telling you to quit cigarettes or to quit um, sugared cola drinks. What I'm saying is that I want you to really sit and meditate with it as it's entering you. And you will naturally know what is supportive for your body or not. So there are going to be times when people will be very hungry for protein. Right? If they're building up their masculine slash they have a lot of menial labor in their everyday lives or they just work out a lot. And then there's going to be times when your energy body is so, 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 so sensitive that you just naturally fast or you just want to eat fish and vegetables. So this is why I am very much encouraging people to have a very intuitive sense of what kinds of food is supportive to them. So a level up of this would be to ask yourself intuitively, what food does my body need? So every time I'm in a restaurant or I'm picking out what leftover food to reheat, I always ask my body, okay, what best serves you? And then something I would enjoy. And then I will listen to Spirit for like their menu choice and for their you know re- refrigerator choice. And the thing is, sometimes they will pick stuff I will never pick on like a conscious level. And then when I'm eating it, it feels so good. Like it hits the right spot. There's like my ego feels so defeated every time I order something that's fantastic because I just followed my intuition. So it's really one of those everyday things that you could work on. If your body really leans forward and opens up to a certain food. Now, certain food cultures, so think Ayurveda, think traditional Chinese medicine, have a very elemental approach to food. So, for example, if you have dysmenorrhea, they say don't drink cold foods. Things like coconut water and lychee. Why? Because you need the heat in your body to keep flowing and then you throwing cold water in it is just not the best alchemy right so that kind of stuff 
if it resonates with you, you could do that. Uh, especially if you're like a chef. I, I, I have friends who are really intuitive in terms of what they need. And yo, some of them are jocks. <laughs> so it's it's very much like their logic with how they make recipes is this makes my body feel happy. And yo, I could really... Okay, I really, really want to push this sentiment. So for example, my brother is a athlete. He uh, trains six days a week for eight hours. He never gets sick. He gets injured, like his bones like get a hairline fracture, but he doesn't get sick. And that's because he has this very he eats clean, he has the he has good vitamins, and he's so attuned to what his body likes to a point that he makes all of his recipes from scratch because he knows that his body likes this much fat, this much protein. So it's almost uh, to the T how he makes that ratio for himself. And he has a lot of he has a lot of Capricorn placements, so he likes the regularity of eating the same thing, doing the same thing every day. So I'm okay, I'm not saying that you should also do that. What I'm saying is that it would be best for you to invest to see how your body is happy with things. Because a lot of us might export these decisions to our family members or to, you know, only when things get bad, like when you have a really bad allergy reaction or when your stomach does backflips. Now, the thing is, yo, yo, just just invest into figuring out what you're, one, allergic to, and two, what you're naturally intuitively drawn towards, Okay. Okay, so for example, for me, I just really like papaya. It's it's such an odd, and the thing is, my mom pinaglihe ako ng mom ko with papaya, and it's very so pinaglihe is the the pregnant woman ate it a lot while you were growing. So there's this thing where it's almost like I recognize that in terms of a safe space when I was a infant. So when I eat papaya there's this different level of resonance in my body also worthy to note here is quality of water so especially for people in the states who might have some fluoride infested uh water faucets really do check that you get the best quality of water so you could i know i can sound so nitpicky right now but it's like you could taste if water tastes like plastic if it tastes dead, if it tastes flat. Um, if you want to read more about this, check How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And Paul Check explains the difference. Says uh, flat water, alkali water, stuff like that. If you want to get into this, but for the sake of this podcast, I will simply say that I need you to eat more intuitively and to really, really pay attention. Yeah, because I feel like some people who get so invested into improving their mental health might skip over improving their food sources. And it's, hmm, I feel like it's really putting the cart before the horse. I, it, 
you need a good stable base and i feel like this is the stable base okay next we're doing doctor movement okay you will hear every fitness expert and wellness expert say that exercise is the best medicine it's the best preventive thing to do so that you know our muscles don't atrophy and that as a body system we're okay now the thing is that okay i'll give you like a spiritual perspective of things in yogic structures the body has a certain supply of karma that you need to burn before you could even engage in higher order or higher dimensional kinds of practices so this is why in ashrams they make you clean a lot of things they make you worn out because when you're when you're a little bit tired you can kind of surrender better you can surrender faster so the thing is a lot of us in this city or just have 95s have very sedentary lifestyles and maybe head mental heavy lifestyles so we might be very very desensitized to moving our body and how our body feels like we might just be floating heads so do not overthink this just put in the work okay now as someone who so i struggled for this for a bit because i was always the artistic type and not the athletic type so i was more drawn to dance also i really just don't like fat shaming and everything so i feel like a lot of exercise programs these days and i've heard other people say the same thing are very like are coming from this guilt slash shame thing of like if you were not this thin you were not valid or approved or worthy and it's just so mm, it's not that's not fun and i think that's why i didn't want to you know go to the gym or like be drawn to those things because they just felt so it felt like i was subscribing i was subscribing to those things but now the thing is though just like the food in terms of oh, okay as long as i'm conscious while i'm eating the thing with exercise though is that As long as you're kind of doing it, it's kind of hard to mess up. Yeah? I mean, unless you're doing some extreme sports calisthenics things. If, okay, imagine if you're just cleaning the floor of the ashram for like two hours. It's a workout, but will you really hurt yourself? (laughs) Will you? Will you? So it's either you use it or you lose it. So use your muscles. Get, Get them involved. Do whatever it takes for what works for you. And now since I did share what worked for me for food, I will share what works for me for exercise, um, for movement. Yeah. Um, for movement, ironically, so I'm a dancer, right? So Ironically, sometimes dancing involves too much mental, emotional work for me because it is my professional practice sometimes. So it doesn't feel like exercise, exercise. So I actually go to the gym. (laughs) I feel like especially if you have accounts like these, a lot of people expect me to be a yogi slash someone who does the asanas, hot yoga, something like that. And the thing is, 
I feel like the reason why I wasn't so drawn to that is a lot of the yoga teachers in the Philippines don't have a proper yogic lineage. So it doesn't, it's not really the most authentic thing. That's one. And number two, think about it. If I do a lot of spiritual work, energetic work, even when I'm dancing, I'm doing a lot of energetic work. Imagine having to do that again while I'm doing physical practices. If anything, me doing lifting weights, a very bro environment. Like, I have a, what do you call that? Uh, a bodybuilder as a coach because my mom is also into weights. So, it's the most, <laughs> it's really polarity work because it's the most contrasting thing. And I just really like it because it's not, it's not sadhana at all. It's not, I do make it the ritual though because when I'm doing uh, weight training, I really harness the sun slash channel energy to my navel chakra, you know, and I always, I, so when I do shamanic journeys, I like counting up like 100, 200, 300. So when I do reps, I also count by the hundreds and I imagine that my energy is pulsating to that degree. I also like walking a lot. I feel like I zone out slash do spiritual journeys so easily when I'm just walking. And I think the structure of having a coach is just so relieving because I don't need to think about leading myself in terms of movement. So if you are investing in yourself, right? If you're really investing in yourself, in your health, if you're investing time to listen to this, really just invest towards actions toward this. So for example, if it's food, maybe work with your family members into making healthier choices. And in terms of physical activity, just if it's gonna help you pay for a coach it's that simple pay for a program because sometimes the payment helps you with the commitment it's not really about because when you're you have a bit of analysis paralysis when you go online and search for a workout so you know but if that's what's only available for you then go do that okay so anyway oh by the way i just wanted to mention if you are disabled uh this might be hard to burn, yeah? Like, the the physical energy. It's gonna be something that you're gonna have a harder time getting to. So, do slow walks. Do armchair yoga. Do, uh, do modified tai chi and qigong. I really just want you to use your body. A lot of... Just, just move. Just move. Um, to the degree that you can. Yeah, and that's going to just help you generate energy throughout your body. Okay, okay, let's go. Okay, okay, so you're okay. You're eating well. All right, all right, and then you're moving two to three times a week. All right, all right, and it's like progressive. You're, you're using your muscles. Okay, next thing, Dr. Quiet. Okay, so this is what people are expecting from spiritual podcasts. Okay, so for Dr. Quiet, I'm going to be real straight with you. 
I need you to feel like you're well rested. I don't need you to be attached with how many hours you're sleeping, but it's a question of do you feel like you have juice and you've rested enough? Because if you do a lot of muscle releases before you sleep, and then your whole bed's like consecrated for deep sleep, you know, and your your bedroom has like good juju in terms of turning down the lights before sleeping, the there's not any electronic background noise, no traffic noise. You have the weighted blankets if you need them. And then your sleep is of high quality and sometimes people just need less hours. So some yogis do subsist off of five hours and stuff. And but yeah, if you are the if you have kind of like a regular job and you're kind of the baseline, do eight hours. So usually 10 p.m. is good for circadian rhythm and then waking up around six, right? Now, if you wake up in the middle of the night around 2 to 3 a.m., that's normal. It's something about the synapses of our brain. It's the hormones, okay? Don't drink too much caffeine. This is very obvious. I'm saying these things. I'm saying very obvious things because if you want to do the harder stuff in terms of trauma and, you know, a lot of spiritual integration and you don't have these things on lock, you're gonna... mm, you're you're not gonna be okay, okay. So I need you to I need you to check this now. Some other things that might be impeding your sleep. Do you have too much stuff underneath your bed? Uh, d- is it not cleaned? Okay. So a lot of people who do a lot of feng shui or even the yogic analysis of bedrooms will know that the flow of energy while you're asleep is also very critical. So think of the food, how you're vulnerable while you're eating food. Think how when you're asleep, you're kind of dead. Yeah. So that's why it's sacred for you to have the right processes going into it and going out of it. Now, if you're interested with the muscle relaxation technique I said a while ago, so... Contract your muscles really, really hard and then let go. And then really absorb the feeling of the letting go. And then contract again and then let go. Yeah, so keep doing this until you feel like you have released all the tensions in your body. Okay? If you are someone who lives in a country where massages are affordable, have them once a week. I feel like this This is one of the things that I feel like if you're in the Philippines, you should be investing in. <laughs> because other than touch therapy is great. A lot of body circulation slash health benefits is just derived from good alignment and good massages. So get them, okay? You can also do self-massages, so the arms and the legs, before you sleep. So have a whole... Figure out what works for you before sleep. So There's like a whole science to this. Like the Tai Chi people also like having warm foot baths before they sleep. Because there's like a lot of toxins that's released via the feet. Because it's our grounding principle. So those are ways to improve your sleep. And then I know that this is Dr. Quiet. So sleep is one of the biggest sources of this. But another sense is your inner stillness. So 
When you're with other people, how comfortable are you with being quiet? And even when you're with yourself, how comfortable are you with just being, like being, not needing having mental chatter? So this is why I said the doctor movement thing first, because unless you burnt that, this might be trickier to get to. Now, um, if... So, okay, so the obvious is basically having time alone, right? Now, if you are busy, I want... Okay, so, okay, I need you to imagine uh, poles, right? So the more crazy... You know what they say? Work hard, play hard, rest hard. So there's that thing where if you have a really intensely active life, like you're juggling a lot of stuff, especially if you have kids, I want you to be that intense with hurling yourself into stillness. So some people think that meditation is doing nothing. Um, not really. <laughs> That's why I like using the word journeying a lot. Because you could journey into stillness. And especially if you're the kind to get bored, this might actually help you. So for example, you're playing meditation slash hertz music. You could keep digging and tunneling into the part of your body that feels relaxed empty and is just spacious you know that could be your belly that could be your chest that could be your arms and then you just keep going keep going you keep expanding it you keep you keep tunneling down to it and you keep imagining deeper degrees of that safety slash emptiness right Okay, so for folks who aren't, who are kind of new to this, when we're doing these imaginative exercises, when we're asking ourselves, what does this feel like to the highest degree? So what's peace feel like to the highest degree? We're not only exploring something, ergo journey, we're also conducting ourselves as consciousness. So the thing is, just like the placebo effect being superseding sometimes circumstantial objects and evidence and giving you an effect that might be better. So for example, for people who are new to placebo, basically it's when just because you believe something is true, your body pretends it's true. So for example, if I tell you you're in a $1 million spa mud bath and i you know with the best boyfriend (laughs) how relaxed does your body feel and the thing is your body doesn't know the difference right and the thing is to a certain degree all of that imagination slash energetic place you are journeying to that space of million dollar mud bath you are welcoming and receiving it on a consciousness and cellular level like the physical is just one layer of things you can receive things from the beyond and the thing is with culture we might be obsessed with things being physical for us to believe or think it's valid yeah so i'm telling you take 10 million (laughs) dollar relax therapies you know drink the juice of the cosmos uh Think of, uh, what do you call that? Like the pujas, the 
the good juju of your favorite mountain. Just just drink from the nectar of that. Yeah? And that would be a very strong, robust, regenerative doctor quiet for you. I also like journeying towards your original signature. Because a lot of people don't... Like, they journey a lot to, for example, what Mother Mary feels like, what Archangel Raphael feels like, what their guides feel like. And I'm like, do you know what you feel like? <laughs> do, do you know? Have you known what you're like? <laughs> and honestly, when we journey to, journey to our original signature, I cannot over-explain or overemphasize how whole you feel if you almost like eat slash swallow slash absorb your native energy the thing is a lot of people have different orientations so some people might feel more at peace in forests or a lot of air and then some people are in a phase of their life where a volcano might be more peaceful or movement or maybe stillness right so drink your original signature and that is what is regenerative for you again the question is do you feel rested it's not necessarily stillness but i feel like emphasizing the doctor quiet is definitely paul check emphasizing have you gone in so working out physical fire energy working in air energy yeah, awareness, realization, rest. Okay, yeah. So this is so... Mm, when I say this is so simple, what I mean is that just make sure you have your sleep in and that you know how to calm yourself down. It, for example, before stressful things and then after really stressful things. Okay, so it's still doable, right? Be really present with your food, uh, make sure you're moving every week, and then your sleep quality and your resting quality. And then we can move from there. All right, we are moving. <laughs> we are doing doctor happiness. Okay, now, this is a little tricky because in advanced spiritual texts, they say stuff like, oh, the circumstances doesn't matter. Uh, love and happiness and peace is just a quality and you know it's just a quality that you decide to be choose to create choose to sit in choose to be open to and it just is right and sometimes the actions or the circumstances don't matter but the thing is if we're not there yet <laughs> if we're not there yet you kind of have to zero in into the practices, things, dreams that really stir up that inner life, happiness, and juice for you. So a lot of yogic cultures call emotions juice. It's not just water, it's juice. So think of it as the... You know how when something's very potent... It's called juicy, right? Like, for example, meat or even something that's like very scrumptious like fruit. It's fresh because of that emotion. Now, the thing is, a lot of people 
might want to manage and control their emotions without having a proper grip slash space for what makes them happy. They feel like these things might be too negligible, infinitesimal, uh, invalid. So for example, uh, small Hello Kitty notebooks make you happy and you're like, wow, that's so shallow. Why should I do that? Why should I make a priority about that? And so you stamp down these little flirts of what would make you happy in that moment. And because you keep pushing that down and you don't give it space, you don't know what makes you happy. So it's really the judgment around that happiness that people feel like they keep holding themselves back. Now, honestly, the way Paul Check teaches this is if you don't know what makes you happy, talk about your nightmare, talk about what scares the living shit out of you, and then just flip it. That is what makes you happy. Now, so for example... When I did this exercise way, way, way back, I feel like what made me so scared was if I was going to be like everybody else. So I really hated uh, factory kinds of education and expectation. So I, I really, so if you flip that, it means that I really value authentic voice. I really value self-discovery and self-realization. It means that I really like self-expression, right? To a certain degree, it also says that I, I'm not much of a stickler for order, right? So anyway, when I say go towards these things, especially if you have a judgment around them, it really speaks towards how much we judge our very true desires. So for example, I really like art. And I feel like these days, unless your art makes a lot of money or you're famous or uh, you come from a group of artists, people easily belittle desires around creation because people think that you need to make money for something to be worth doing. What if you just wanted to make stuff, right? And the thing is, no matter how cheap those ball pens are or that piece of paper is, if you derive so much eudonymia, like internal satisfaction, out of something that's free, who cares, right? Who cares about the accounting? One of the one of the best exercises for this is if you could list down the things that make you inexplicably happy and check how much they they're worth. So physically, but also internally. So for example, Spotify Premium is like a dollar something, right? But I love music so much. And I know that other people might like other platforms more. But the thing is, the algorithm is so good with suggesting new music to me. And I have such a deep love affair with new music. So for years, I would listen to the Discover Weekly playlist by Spotify every Monday. It, it was like church. <laughs> I, I would set aside one hour of time to just discover the world's soul slash music. And I would learn everything from African music to very subtle jazz to Japanese rap. And it was just one of those things that was for me. And technically, I didn't pay for that. I didn't pay much for that experience. But the kind of value that I derived from it was really great. 
it's kind of like how it's like that book man's search for meaning you know the the nazi camp one how we create our own meaning out of things now i know that there's uh, this is the tricky part i know that there's some levels and dimensions of spiritual evolution where even that kind of meaning making doesn't apply anymore because you're just exploded into the one ecstatic moment and sometimes it's not even ecstatic it's just fullness right you know there's non-attachment to even good things or bad things but the thing is the thing is if you were at a place where you're still processing making room for your joy and making space and validity for your own will for your own for example, inner child to want Hello Kitty or your inner artist wanting to draw stuff. It's still a lot of reclamation work and it's your joy slash your pain that's your compass. Yeah? So pain is really a teacher here. I really want to emphasize that. If you were numb to completely everything, you wouldn't know what's hurting you. So there's a kind of grace around pain as well. So I really want to footnote that in terms of even when i talk about all of these things there's always the very advanced deep crazy version of these aspects of life so for example happiness or even food right you know you have some yogis who don't eat food or do like elemental magic with their cuisines i'm not asking that from you i'm i'm giving you these are the wheels that make your car go vroom. <laughs> and you need to make sure that the wheels are turning well so that you could try new things. So check which quadrant of yours could be improving. Check if just and when I say check, just be incredibly honest. You the person we lie to the most is ourselves. So when we are so deeply committed and deeply independent sovereign in terms of you know not someone else telling you you need to you know exercise no 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 it's sovereign meaning this is you empowered making a decision from realization and from awareness you'll just do it yeah you'll you'll just do it and you just just don't bullshit yourself which of these need to be addressed? Which of these needs to come first? Mm -hmm. So for example, oh, I've been overworking. I just need a no internet day slash not do anything day. I'm just going to lie down on the floor. Or, or I always eat junk. I need to order better things for the pantry. Or I need to fucking wear out. <laughs> Yeah, or I don't I can I shouldn't delay these things that make me happy, aka maybe there's this dream you've been working towards. So I'm just saying that just be really honest, trust yourself that you know what to do, and really take the decision from an independent place. You will know what's next. You will the thing is once your wheels are turning more beautifully, like they're well-oiled, they're more rounded, they're more robust, your vehicle can go further and you could try more stuff. You could try trickier tricks. So this is kind of like uh, 
adventure sports. Think how if you have a mastery over your motorbike, you could do crazy tricks with it. Yeah. So that's my thing. If you want to address like deep-seated traumas or you want to release ancestral karma, you want to explore different dimensions, I need you to make sure these wheels are working. Yeah, I need you to know where the handles are and to be able to operate this. And then when you do those crazy tricks, you will know how to find homeostasis slash balance. You will know how to, okay, okay, I've been unpacking a lot of stuff. I'm losing sleep. I have an idea of how to make my body feel rested. I know how to not burn both ends of the candlestick. So so that's my thing. That's my thing. I feel like a lot of people, when they have a lot of spiritual crises, they tend to jump to like a spiritual reason immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, But I, I want you to double check first in terms of Okay, what if the indigestion wasn't like a spiritual reason? What if you just really ate the wrong food? Yeah. What if it what if you were just numb to the food you were eating and you didn't you couldn't tell that you had an allergic reaction or that it was sitting bad with you? Cuz the thing is your mouth has digestive/saliva receptors that predigest stuff for you. So you ought to feel that beforehand especially if you're very present with things. So anyway, I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's like a chance. Yeah, there's a, there's a chance and y'all check those things before you jump to spiritual conclusions. Right? Okay, all right. So, when these things are good, now I know that I I lugged happiness into this very brief segment and I know that happiness is like it has a lot of facets, so there's like relational there's like personal uh, there's like just money right i know that it could get quite complicated but i do want to say that the fact that i made it really short means that sometimes your happiness can be really simple as well like we don't need to export that into our relationships needing to be like this or our money needing to be like this for you to really give yourself that kind of happiness yeah like we could address that we will address that in terms of when we talk about elemental energies yeah but for the sake of holistic health and for the sake of you having the capacity to do hard things that is it doctor quiet doctor happiness doctor movement and doctor food yeah if you want more resources check out paul checks how to eat move and be healthy and you he has incredible youtube sources where he unpacks a lot of like his integrated theories around the chakras and even how to drive life because he uses these metaphors like the bicycle wheel of life the, the driver's wheel and it's very much aligned with a lot of consciousness slash philosophical metaphysical books so if you are gonna go for a holistic wellness coach also a lot of holistic wellness coaches graduated from his university (laughs) so if you're just just go to direct to the source if you want to unclog any bad fitness info from your brain just, just go to the source so anyway that's it um do follow this podcast so that you're alerted when we have new ones and then leave a like 
leave a comment, forward it to your friends, and ciao!